Yo, this is Papito Music, and you're listening to TRSS. Use the force, Luke. Hey guys, this is Sonia Strong, and you're listening to the regular season forecast. Good morning, Vietnam! This is Anthony Gangone, and you're listening to TRSS. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Welcome to Regular season sportscast. I know a lot of you guys probably don't listen to Spanish or reggaeton. What the fuck is this? Don't worry. Chicks like it. A lot of chicks like it, to be honest. Check it out. Like I said, Papito album. Check it out at papitomusic.com. Papitomusic.com. I'll be dropping all his uh, info later on. So I figured I'd just play it in with that. Oh man, this week was just just this weekend itself. It just had so much drama in it. Just like just ridiculous, ridiculous drama. I was so oh, it, it just it just it just made something within me just just become connected with everyone. This this was just a week of such such high high adrenaline action for me personally. It was just amazing the way. Uh, this weekend, how it just it just brought a heightened sense in, of, of of competition and and a, 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 a the words can't describe because it, it was it was one of those feelings in which that I I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen and then you know I I I, I figured that it was just going to be one of those things like oh it's it's over I'm not I'm not even going to get into it then boom it just bounces back and it's like whoa what the hell just happened there. Of course, I'm talking about my eight ball, uh, pool game that I have on my phone. Uh, I started off where I had about like 20,000, 30,000, something like that. And I instantly went up to like a hundred thousand in, in chips. It was amazing. I didn't, I, I, I didn't know how it happened, but it happened. And, and it was just, it was almost exciting as no, it, it was. Yeah. It was exciting. It, even more exciting than the Super Bowl. This, yeah, it, it was just, oh, I was on my feet. I was like, wow, how did I get so much? That's so crazy. <sighs> oh, as for the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was cool too. I can't, I gotta admit that was kind of cool. But, uh, 
No, to be honest, guys, I mean, if you guys did not watch the Super Bowl, I don't know where the hell you were at, but I'm <laughs> shit, man. That 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 was out of control. It it's I it was it's one for the ages. We'll talk about that later on, but congratulations to the New England Patriots. Uh I, I had announced that before the Super Bowl, I wanted to see Tom Terrific, my man from Michigan, Tom Brady, win his fifth Super Bowl, but I had a feeling that Atlanta was going to edge him out. I had him plus four and it almost happened until that final quarter, man. I, you guys know that new England didn't lead that whole game. Like with zero seconds on the clock, they have, they never led in that game. And to win an old time overtime, it's just like unheard of. And you know, the stats had it that 99.6% losing that game was on the table for them. And that's, that's that's remarkable. That's that's just crazy. Welcome everybody to another episode of the regular season sportscast. I'm your host, Jay the Red Santi, here to bring you another week of just you know what, goddamn incredible shit. It was just way, way too much stuff that happened over the Super Bowl weekend. It was just it, it was just one of those moments in that even if you could tell somebody in the future like what happened. Like if they, 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 how how you felt when everything was going on, they would be like, "Nah, I, I, I could, you couldn't believe it." Like it was one of those things that you really couldn't believe. But yeah, things happen, and um, wow, that that you gotta you gotta give all credit to the Atlanta Falcons team. You know they 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 were there, and then there's a debate that goes on about uh, which I'll discuss later. But you know it's more about uh, which was worse, their their breakdown or uh, the Golden State's three to one. Uh, breakdown as much as, as well as, um, um, OKC's same breakdown as well. So like, you know, well, there, there's a debate. I'll talk about that late on the show, but yeah, you guys, if you were there to witness it, to watch it, it was a spectacle in itself, man. It was, it was crazy for me. I watched the first three quarters. I had to go to bed because I had to go to work. I saw the score. I said, this is over. It's a wrap. I'm done. I laid my head down. Uh, my, my mother, who I take care of, she walks into the room and is like, what's the score? And I'm just, I'm waking up annoyed and I'm like, what? what? And I look at the score. I says, 2820. Wait a minute. What? 2820. What the hell just happened here? Then, you know, I, I lay my head back down trying to rest. And all of a sudden I feel the phone. My phone just vibrates. You just see the, and it was going excessively. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? And when I look up, I look at the TV. It's 28 all with like 11 seconds left in the game. I said, what the fuck just happened here? Wow. So then, you know, I stood up and because, you know, basically I had to get ready for work. And that was the final drive. It was, it was wow. It, it was just amazing. You know, there's some conspiracies about it. And I'll talk about that also, especially when it comes to my, um, my, my opening salvo, which I'll kick off like this. Alright, so last week I discussed the whole situation with the little female uh sliding into the DMs and sending me some provocative pics and what was I to do from there? Well, apparently I haven't heard from this female uh ever since. Uh she has a uh very important job. I, I must say I have to say she she has um a profession that is as is, is very guarded and and you know, sometimes you could be away from your phone for a while. So that, that I know. So 
I, I can pertain it to that. But to be honest with you, I am not going to be that individual that sits there and hunts down a woman or, or be thirsty. I, I will, I will, you know, throw out there any, Hey, how you doing, girl? I hope everything's well. I hope you're all right. I, I will do that that much. But other than that, I am not formitting myself to be the thirst nigga. Like, Yo, just check it up, girl. See what you do. You're going to send me more pics. Yo, that last batch was banging. Oh my God, girl. What you going to let me hit that for real? Nah, that ain't going to be me. I'm not doing that. Uh, if anything, I'll, I'll check and see what's going. But other than that, nah, I ain't going to be thirsty like that. But in any case, so this past week, um, actually it happened today. I had been, I had, I had been seeing this woman, not seeing her, but I've been, I, I bumped into her a few times in my neighborhood. Uh, she, she, she looks like a professional woman. She, uh, if it's either that or she just looks like a weirdo walking around in hospital scrubs, but I've seen her in scrubs and I seen her in pajamas. That, that I know that's a weird combination of clothing, but yeah, that, that's what it was. So I say, and I see her from time to time and it's very pretty girl, very cute girl. And, and we would have small talk, but never anything too major. Like she was always running to go to work or, or take her kid to school or something like that. So we would just have a small conversation, converse here and there. <clears throat> and, uh, I, I started building up the nerve to possibly like ask her out or at least get some info on or maybe social media or her phone number or whatever. So I, uh, the last time I had seen her, um, she, she spoke to me. She goes, Oh yeah, you work on the overnights. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, Oh man, I used to hate when I, when I worked that. Oh wow. Yeah. So, so we had a small talk and she says, um, yeah, it's going to be tough, um, from here on out because we're moving. And I'm like, Oh really? Where are you going? She goes like, Oh, we're going to Jersey. And as you guys know, uh, TRSS comes out of New York and it's like, uh, depending on where in Jersey you're going, it could be either, uh, one train stop or it could be a shitload of stops on a, a fucking, uh, uh, on a Greyhound or some shit. So I was like, Oh, wow. She goes, yeah, we're moving next week. And so I was like, Oh, well, damn. And, um, that kind of took the sales out of what my plans were. So I just told her, I said, Oh, I hope to see you before you leave. You know, I was going to get my goodbye. She goes, Oh, yeah. Um, um, I hope to see you too, me, you know, oh, we'll bump into each other. So today I walk into the store, get some stuff. And, uh, she was in there and she comes and she says, she says, Oh, I'm glad I bumped into you. And she came up to me. She gave me this big hug. Mind you, I don't know this woman's name. And she gives me a hug. Like if we were friends for years and I, and I did not, I did not turn her away. Of course I was, I, I, I opened my arms very wide with my big, Husky shoulders and arms and broad chest and phenomenal frame and okay that's enough I don't have to go through that so in any case I um yeah so we gave each other her she's like uh yeah we we're, we're leaving this week so I was like oh what part of Jersey you going to she tells me I was like oh that's not too far away you know basically it's like probably a two two stops on New New Jersey Transit I said that's not too bad and she's uh yeah she goes um you you don't have social media do you I was like do I <laughs> duh so I, um, I, I gave her, I gave her my social media stuff and, uh, linked up, saying, seen up. And my God, you ever see individuals that you see them wearing, you know, their, their work stuff or, or whatever, their, their, their homely looking things. And then you look at pictures and they're like, damn, I'm fucking cleaned up nice shit. You're like, 
Wow, I didn't know all that was under there. Hoofa. Damn right, Hoofa. Shit. It's like, whoa. So um I am I'm hoping to continue somewhat of a friendship. But my timing is always bad. Like I'll tell you the last the last female, um, like I said, she's got a boyfriend and I don't like dipping in those waters like that. It's just an awkward thing. Um another one is like she's married and that's another thing I don't want to get involved with that's just a headache as well ugh it just ugh, it just it, it becomes frustrating but you know you, you know you never see you never know what happens it's to me it's just like um slowly but surely it's ticking away for me to maybe land on that 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 bomb or the explosion we call the act of love <laughs> yeah maybe not so in any case speaking of the social media the other night I'm sitting here and of course in one of my drunken benders of pure bliss, um, I jot down a note for TRSS. Guys, if you, if you don't, you guys don't know, I have like a notebook and it, and it just gives me my, my, um, my itinerary for the week of all the subject matter I want to cover. So each topic is covered from head to toe. And, uh, I, I, I jot down. Uh, what is social media for? And of course, like I said, I'm a drunken stupor. I forget what it was that I was the thought that I had behind it. But then I'm reminded. Uh, I open up my social media and of course, there's a, I'm, I'm going to expand on this in this week's rant, but you know, there's just such ignorance that occurs in all our forms of social media. And I always berate in and stuff like that. But the biggest ignorance that I, I, it bothers, that it bothers me is, when I see individuals who write, um, I have to deactivate my account or I have to, um, turn off the noise that I see on social media. I really have to like disconnect for a while. Uh, I can't do this for, well, it'd be off this for a while. Check you guys a minute. And it's like, why do you have to make an announcement? First of all, just, you don't want to be on social media. Just don't. See, I do it because I have like a, I, I, I've always believed that I have some form of ADHD. So I like, I, I need to, to do something. I have to be on top of things and be, be, be a part of something or doing something. I can't just sit around fidgeting to myself. I have to like find something to do. That's why like at my job, it's difficult for me to just sit there because I need to be doing something. So sometimes I'm on social media or sometimes I'm playing a game. Because I just can't sit. My mind is always racing. I need to be doing something, something creative or something of the magnitude. So I just got to keep going. And, um, one thing that, that, that I said that keeps me entertained is, is, is social media. It keeps me going. Like, I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't see how is it that people have like this whole thing to where they need to like detach. They go like, oh, I'm detaching from the matrix. And it's like, why? Do, does it really consume you like can you not take a moment to just pull over, like just not to 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 you know become sheep and follow everything that's there like these days everything is a political thing everything is politics on social media now mind you i'm 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 happy to see my people become aware of what's going on in politics these days i'm very happy because you know for years you know they fall by the wayside it's like you know it's whatever the government is this and you know we can't we have no control we have no power and now all of a sudden we get a 180, we get a, we get a president that many people do not feel should be in that position and are upset about it. And the president is now placing individuals in place to 
you know, follow in his lead of possibly having intent to hold many of us down. And now, you know, my people, my, 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 my friends and stuff are being more conscious of it, <coughs> which is, which is a beautiful thing. But my also on, on the, on the other side is, uh, we are so fixated on making sure that we get some type of news out there, some type of, uh, information to share with groups and, and individuals and such that a lot of us are not even fact checking, you know, you're not, you're not doing our research. We're just sitting there pushing it out there to be like, see, I told you this motherfucker was some shit and look what he's doing now. I hope you motherfuckers is happy. But a lot of stuff is like, you guys are just throwing it out there because someone's telling you or somebody said to do that. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of offsetting because you're just as bad as the media that people are depicting the media to be. I've always said the media now is not about if the information's right. It's about if the information goes out faster. Because at the end of the day, they could all do a retraction at the end and say, uh, well, you know, uh, our, our new story that we were, we had yesterday was falsified. Uh, we're sorry for the inconvenience and that'll be it. Like that's their, their, their apologies. But there's, there's more to it, especially for us being held accountable to it. And, uh, I, I felt as though that on social media nowadays, I would have really thought that we should have been on a higher level by now when it comes to that. But, you know, there's some who, who use social media as a pity party. There are some individuals, individuals who use it to execute their freedom of speech. There's some individuals who use the platform to, you know, find dates, or find, find, or hook up, whatever they call it these days. And there's individuals like me who just like to use it for comedy and just whatever open rant I want to go through at the moment. You know, but you know, we, we have to be cautious of what we're doing and, if you really need to take time off of it, take your time, you know, go, you know, pull away from it. But I don't need you giving me a rant to be like, yo, I'm going to be out of here. So, you know, I'm going to check you on the rebounds. Like, nah, you don't need to do that. Just unplug, just chill, you know, play your candy crush or whatever you need to do to not be involved in that form of the matrix. It's, it's all right. Don't hang a banner. It's cool. There's some days that. I don't even post. I don't post for like days on end because I don't have anything witty to say or I don't, nothing has passed by me. I just like looking at other, to be honest, I just, I love reading other people's misery. That brings so much joy in my life, especially people with broken relationships or fucked up relationships. Oh, I'm such a petty bastard, but God, that brings me such joy. So I, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't understand how people need to make that announcement. Just go away for a little while. Just take a break. Don't, 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 don't hang a, don't hang a sign out the window. It's not necessary. And for you guys who are participating and trying to share your knowledge and news, politics, business, whatever, get your facts straight and put it out there properly, man, because all you're doing is misleading your own people. And that's just, it's a no, no. And that, that, it's not helpful at all. So, uh, when we come back, we got tons of stuff. We got this week's rant. We have, um, have a return. I believe the Keith is going to stop by. Uh, he wants to stop by because he, um, he's made, he made a comment about, uh, said MVP and GOAT, greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. He was not a very good man when it came to Tom Brady. Ever since, every, every, 
for as long as he's been on the show, he's been such a meanie to Mr. Tom Brady. He's been such a meanie. Why do you speak ill of Tom Brady? He's great. But um seems as though he might want to come in and some, you know, and rectify some some issues. And, and I too, the, the last episode that Keith was on, I, I mentioned that uh Tom Brady may not be the greatest clutch quarterback of all time. And um I was wrong. The man is he's 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 legendary. He's he's, he's epic. But I'll get into that. When we come back, like I said, we have um, this week's rant as well as Keith stopping by. We're talking NFL, talking sports, more stuff coming down. This kid who scored 95, excuse me, 92 points in a game. Excuse me. It was th- three points less. <laughs> Check that out. 92 points in a game. What the? F- I'm not allowing anybody to score that much on me. I'm hacking the fuck out of that kid. So when we come back. We'll talk about that as well as terrible tabloid stuff on the table. Interesting stuff that occurred on WWE as well as on other wrestling outlets so stick around for that <sighs> i think i'm gonna go use the bathroom take a shit uh just gonna do an oldie but goodie i got an advertiser here so when we'll we back this week's rants why look at what we have here folks trss bits and pieces yeah baby i'm the man that can get you what you need in all those sexual places Rub down and smooth just the way I like it. I don't like putting my hands across a lady and they skin feel like the tongue of a feline. Baby, do you have your skin feel like the dry sands of the Mojave Desert? Do you feel as though that your skin is scathing so much that it's Feeling as though salt is trickling off your body. Well, you gon' need something, baby. Something that's gon' make you so smooth, so slick, that when you walk, you bust your ass every time you take a step. And that, my friend, my lady, my lover, you will be using Shay's Booty Butter. That's right, baby, Shay's Booty Butter. That cream to make your skin feel so silky smooth And as soon as you get on the bed Your ass will slip right off and hit the ground That's how smooth and silky you feel Shay's Booty Butter The booty butter that comes in such exotic scents Such as Wild Strawberry Dark Chocolate Fixin' Vanilla and guava. Ooh, baby. Shay's Booty Butter. It's that butter that'll make your skin feel as though you can slip and slide into any region you want. So put your body on top of mine and let me feel that Shay's Booty Butter. I'm waiting. And bring that big old ass to me. And don't forget that Shay's Booty Butter. Shay's Booty Butter can be purchased at any Dwayne Reed's, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and your local bodega. Just ask Domingo Mohammed if he has any Shay's Booty Butter. 
This commercial is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. This week's rant. So sticking with the theme of social media, not too, not really, <clears throat> because I only say social media because that's where I've been seeing it more often, but I also get it in conversations as well. Uh, sports fans who just basically can't accept what's, 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 what's going on with sports these days. It, it, um, there's always gotta be some type of, I don't know, conspiracy or, or rigging or fixing something. Something's always throwing people off. I mean, really, everything has to be about some type of fucking conspiracy. Like, oh my God. Like, as soon as the Patriots won, it was like, oh, they only won because Trump wanted them to win. Oh, that's bullshit. They, they fucking rigged it. Tom Brady, they had to give him his fifth ring. It's like, what? Now, mind you, okay, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The only thing that I, I, I did say was suspect is because, all right, all touchdowns are supposed to be reviewed. And, um, there was some who believed that, um, White's knee was down before the ball crossed, which if you look at the footage, it seems like it could be that way, right? Okay. We can agree on that part, but you know, Everybody has this whole thing. Other than that, it's just like, oh my god! It's, 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 oh, did you see? It said underneath on the screen when it came up, it said, uh, uh, "New England, uh, New England wins with a touchdown." And it's like, no, they're not telling you what's going to happen. They're saying the game will be over if New England scores a touchdown. That that's they're just giving you the the scenario what would occur when if because people don't understand the rule. Which I talk about later on in this episode as well, because I think there should be changes to that. But it's like there always has to be something, and there's always these jackasses that do it. And then I'm like, they don't watch sports anymore. Stop watching. If you're gonna watch something just because you think that it's it's fixed, listen. F- watch wrestling. You know it's already staged. That's why I, you know, I enjoy it. I know it's staged. I still enjoy it. I still fucking complain about it. That's why I have a segment about it called Tour Vertical Tabloid. I have a fucking segment where I complain about fucking wrestling. But at least I know what it is. You know, there's, there's just individuals who, who feel the need that they have to go that extra level to, you know, oh, that's fucked up. You know, the fucking mob had it in for the, the mob. It's like, what? You guys are throwing up some old school fucking references out there. Seriously? But I, 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 I digress. I, I, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I really don't get it. I don't understand why it takes so much for people to not just come to to grips in terms with the fact that you know games are played games are won games are lost and no matter what's the fashion of which it occurs it is what it is i just i am sorry but you know not everything is about a conspiracy theory not everything you know there, there's there's some things that you can question there's even you know something that people actually rig or fix game we had referees and such like that but in, in basketball who've been known or in soccer who've been known. But in this, in this, in this instance, it's like you guys, no, you know, you guys cannot let it happen. Now I'll eat my, I'll eat my foot. I'll eat my, my tongue. I eat, I'll eat crow. If I find out this year, next year, whatever, find out that there was some type of fixed rigging of the Super Bowl or whatever in that. And then, you know, I, I have to, I have to chow down on that. But as for now, that game was a hard fought game. 
the Patriots dug down and, you know, they didn't give up and they came back. Always got to have that. One, two, three, seven, nine, 14, 20 motherfuckers who got to sit there and say, oh, this shit is rigged. This is bullshit. Yo, Donald Trump didn't even say, he didn't stay for the second half because he knew that they were going to win. It's like, what? I, uh, Lord, give me the strength because they do not know what they say because they are ignorant to just, they're just fucking ignorant. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it makes no sense to me. I don't know. Don't, like I said, don't watch it anymore. Don't watch the games anymore. Do yourself a favor. Leave it. Don't stress yourself out. Don't watch the games anymore. Period. I feel better about that. I really do. By the way, they said this Super Bowl was the biggest betting pool in in history. So maybe the mob did have something to do with it. Whatever. All right, guys. So when we come back, talking sports and shit, we got a lot to run down. Like I said, more Super Bowl. Uh, hopefully, Keith comes in and he stops by. And he he discuss. He has his little segment. He discuss his take on what went on and um, more and more and more things to go about. And uh, like I said, Turbo Tabloid as well. Stick around. We'll be back. Um, uh, grab a beer or something because I just might. See you in a minute. Hey, yo. This is Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. And when me and Big Kev are knocking down some brewskis and Big Tall bottle of vino while watching Pac chop on his crotch, we're listening to the regular season sportscast. For life. Man, we talking sports and shit. Kicking it off, of course, we're going to be talking about the big event, the big O Super Bowl, the Super Bowl of Super Bowls, which is the Super Bowl, which which I, I must say was not a letdown at all. I, I honestly wanted to, all I wanted was a good game, and sure enough, that is what we got. We got a good game. It, 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 it was one of those things that I thought, out of the box, I said, look, it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to be a defensive game or it's going to be a shootout. And we got a little bit of both in it. Uh, of course, if, if you didn't see it, you were probably um, watching um, whatever was on Lifetime. So you can put your panties back on, gentlemen, if you need to. The 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 essence of this game was just you, you felt you felt like a buzz was going to go down. You had uh just recently announced MVP of the league, Matt Ryan going into his Super Bowl, his first Super Bowl, and you had the vet, you had uh Tom Brady, Mr. Tom Terrific, who seemed to be ready to to fire on all cylinders. But out the gate, Atlanta's defense was holding stead ready. They were they were putting the pressure on and they were they were putting them down. I gotta tell you, it was it was shocking at at, at first because usually the the Patriots Offensive line is so durable and so so uh, on point when it comes to their protection of Tom that it, it, he seemed flustered. He didn't seem uh, the same guy that we saw during the year. Uh, Atlanta was throwing out some exotic defenses, playing a uh, a single a single safety man man coverage. It it just looked as though that they had their number. 
going into halftime. It, it, it was a 21 three deficit. It just seemed like it, it, there was no, no fire in the Patriots. And then coming into the third quarter, uh, Falcons were able to score. Patriots did the same, but then they missed the extra point. And then by the end of the third, I was like, look, I got to go to work. It was time for me to call it a night. Uh, I, I pretty much had a sense that, you know, did this was done for. I, I didn't even, I didn't even think that, I didn't even think there was no, no possible way that they could bounce back from this. But, uh, that was my fault because I counted out the man himself, Mr. Uh, Tom Brady. It was, it was remarkable. First of all, if it wasn't Brady to get the MVP, you would have to give it to James White because he played remarkable play remarkable remarkable game man he was the open man for him when necessary uh julian edelman came up with a big play danny uh, danny amandola finally woke up it, it just was like it, it, it came at the right time the the offensive line stood steady stood strong and was able to protect him to give him the time that he needed for the, where they make the, the quick scores was necessary and i also think that atlanta took the pedal uh, took the foot off the pedal because they should have been able to still been able to continue to put those, those, those exotic defenses in place for him to, to have trouble with. And lastly, I thought it was very poor coaching and play calling towards the, towards the end or, or even in that, in that quarter, because, you know, there was way too many calls that weren't necessary on the third one. You should have just ran the ball. Put them under pressure. You was in, you're in field goal range. Just go for it. I think you got a little cocky there. It, it's, it's, it's tough because you, you're, you're looking at a game dif- differently. Like if you're playing Madden, you try to make those mistakes or you try to make those, those, those adjustments because you think you can. But in a game situation like this, nah, you have to keep it. You have to play fundamental ball. And that's what was lost with this, uh, Atlanta Falcons team. And like I said, it was probably poor coaching on on hindsight because i don't think uh, matt ryan has full control of the offense but you know congratulations to them i i i honestly think they are going to be just as deadly as they were this past year there's uh they're, they're only going to probably lose maybe three guys one of them is 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 the vet uh dwight freeney who may or may not come back but other than that i am i'm totally totally rest assured that they are going to be the threat that they were this year, they're going to do it again. So congratulations to the Patriots as well as the Falcons, because they, you know, that was remarkable in overtime. Now, mind you, a lot of you people may say that, that, uh, that, that touchdown, the last final touchdown wasn't warranted. And maybe though that, um, he may not have gotten in. I myself said that everything should have been on the review. They always said that the game is on the review, but, uh, it is what it is, and that's what it's called. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. I probably, if I was a Falcons fan, I'd probably be bitching to this day as well. But you know, you have the Patriots as your Super Bowl and the NFL champions. Uh, the one thing I want to say about with OT is I really think they need to make an adjustment with the OT with overtime. I really do because I really feel that in big games like that, both teams should be able to to get the ball at least once. You know this. Once they score a touchdown, it's over thing. The first possession is, I think it's just ludicrous. I think, especially with a game like that, you really would want to see a team go down and score on both ends, both teams to go down there. So I, I, I felt as though that they should have, they, they really need to do something with that. They need, they need to fix that. That's something that needs to be worked on and for the future and possibly, uh, 
you know, maybe there could be some change coming around. So hopefully we can see that happening. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Who has the most hate? I think I asked this before. LeBron James or Tom Brady? And I have to tell you, after this Super Bowl performance by Tom Brady, I think now the hate is even more excessive for this man. I, it's, I, I, I have to say, I had a, I had a discussion. It's an argument I had, but I had a discussion a few weeks back off the mics with, um, uh, Louis Coyote and Uncle Fred. And we were discussing who was the greatest of all time. And this is before the Super Bowl. And I had said, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Greatest of all time. Hands down. Nah, get the fuck out of here. No way. He, no, he's, he's the greatest of all time. So you throw Joe Montana in the mix. You threw Brett Favre. You threw, um, Steve Young, uh, Terry Bradshaw. And I'm like, no way. But mind you also had a discussion that with, with the Keith where we, we spoke about who was the most clutch and I didn't put Brady on that list. He's, he, he's, I, I didn't think that he warranted it, but Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Quarterback wise football, a quarterback is just, just, there's no question. 39 years old and a guy looks like he could still play for another five, six years. He was even asked by his wife, you know, now that you got your fifth Super Bowl, maybe you could start thinking about retirement. And he, he told her, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm having too much fun. It's, it's, it's crazy. He looks as though he can still go. You know, people throw in the mix Peyton Manning and such. I'm like, no, there's no, no arguments here. There's no comparisons here. You guys are ridiculous. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. That's it. There's nothing. I don't even, you can't even throw stats at him anymore. Because they're all there. You just look, go to Wikipedia. Go anywhere. They're there. Look them up. Greatest of all time. Hands down. It's crazy. Honestly. Plus he's a Michigan guy. So, um, I gotta, I gotta give him some of that. So yeah. Greatest of all time. Just go ahead. Make my day. By the way, did anybody really care about the Super Bowl halftime show? Anybody really care? I, I'm, uh, I watched it. I thought it was okay. Uh, everybody was you know, falling on their ass. Great job of Lady Gaga. Did you guys really think that she jumped from the top of the dome? Really? I, I like the way they sold it, where they opened it up and make it seem like, you know, that's a button. Do you really think she jumped from there? Now, you know, there's the, you know, the people that are body shaming because she had like a little, a little pouch, a little, a little belly on her. Most of you motherfuckers wish y'all had a body like that. Even the men too. You would wish you had her body on you. A body like that. Come on. This, you know, it's shameful. Just shameful. And, you know, everybody thought that she was going to be outrageous and doing, you know, the most, you know, out, you know, craziest things and probably be controversial. But no, she was very, very classy. Did a great show. Um, did the hits and, you know, it was done. It didn't even seem like it was that long. It, 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 the performance was, was, was straight on. I thought it was good. It was, uh, it was good. Uh, I believe Prince was the best of all time. No halftime. Sorry, but it's true. I think Prince was the best halftime show. But, uh, it, you know, for, for, for what it was, this was probably the first time I sat besides Prince and maybe Bruno Mars that I sat and looked at the halftime spectacular and didn't go outside or Go to the kitchen to have a few beers or take a dump. So uh, that says that does say a lot, doesn't it? Maybe. Jesus. On the other front, I'm hopefully I can see if uh, 
I'll get Keith in because he has a lot to talk about. The Keith will be coming by to to discuss what it is. We New York just got hit with a snowstorm, and uh, to me, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as last year. Last year, my ass was stuck at work. I was mandated, and fucking it it really. <laughs> Picture you being at work for three days in a row, not going not 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 going home to change or shower or anything, and you're stuck at your job. Looking at your job for three days in a row, unless you're a fucking fireman, that's not what you want to do. Unless you're an astronaut and you get paid to be in space and and live in a space station for a few days, I get it. But uh, no, no, I, I I wanted to take my head and squeeze it until I can pass out so they can admit me in a hospital. But in any case, New York just got hit with a snowstorm, so I'm hopefully uh, to keep can make his way to TRS studio so he could uh, record a segment. But um just on the lighter notes, uh the NFL just added their class of 2017's Hall of Fame. Uh some may say it was controversial. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see what's the controversy about it. I, I think that guys who got in were worthy of coming in. You know, of course, people are talking about, well, Terrell Owens didn't get in. Well, he could wait. We don't need him on first ballot. It's fine. It, it, it's, it doesn't, he, he's got time to get in. You know, you had a Damian Tomlinson who came in, you know, that's, that should be a first rounder. Um, uh, Kurt Warner, Terrell Davis, Morton Anderson, who was like the kicker of all kickers. Wasn't he like a, he was a kicker in Tecmo Bowl. Can you imagine? He, he didn't retire until like a few years ago. So Jesus, Jason Taylor. Jerry Jones and uh Kenny Easley will comprise of the 55th group of the Hall of Fame, which is, yeah, like I said, I, I, the whole Terrell Owens thing, it's like, it's not really for, you know, it's, it's, you could say, he's not first ballot to me, not in my opinion. In my opinion, he's not first ballot. He can wait. The, the, and, you know, some may say it's, you know, he may have had, you know, bad reputations with players and the media. So this is what's warranted. Okay. That may not be fair, but still, with his numbers, they were, they were very good, but I don't think they were that good that he can get first ballot. He could wait, he could wait a year or two. That's fine. But I don't know. Everybody was, you know, of course he was, you know, you know, kicking up his feet and, and having a hissy fit, but you'll get over it, kiddo. You'll get over it. Fuck it. We got, uh, other news in NFL. Michael Vick, he retires finally. And I don't mean to say it like that, but it was one of those things that the, the waiting game was there for him. And, uh, I think he came to the realization that that, that door, that chapter is closed for him. I must say before the whole deal with the, the dog fighting stuff and all that, Michael Vick was a guy that was such a threat. Oh my God. That you, you didn't know what was going to happen when that man had the ball in his hand. You know, he was such a threat to, 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 to hit a receiver or take the ball and run it for about 25, 30 yards for a score. Like you did not know. Hell, he was such a, a pain in the ass to, to, to play against him, Madden. It was. It was like the cheat code. You thought Bo Jackson was bad early on in Tecmo. It was terrible, terrible to have play against somebody. If anybody who played with Atlanta against me, I would just, I would, I would put the sticks down and say, I'm not playing anymore. That's it. I'm not going to do that. It's cheating. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, man, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a well, well historic career for him. 
I think he's one of those guys that's going to probably be recognized as well. He had his time off due to imprisonment, but when he came back, he wasn't the same guy, but he was still a competitor, which uh, I have to, you know, you know, honor and respect because, you know, a lot of per- persons would have probably taken their tail and stuck it between their legs, but he went out there and he owned up for what he did. And by the way, pun intended, um, he went out there and he, he proved the guy, the, the naysayers, the guys out there who believed that he shouldn't be out there after what he did. And he owned up to me. He, he had his remorse and he played ball. And, you know, that's commendable for a man of that, of that stature and such. Not many, not many men will, can be able to do that. So, um, you know, you know, congratulations to him on a well-stouted career. And as you may know, he will be finding greener pastures and probably the NFL network and stuff like that. You stupid. Can you believe a high school sophomore scored 92 points in a game? 92. La Mello Ball. Scored 92 points in a high school game. I'm sorry, but I used to coach back in the days. I'd have had to hack that motherfucker. And, and if you look at the highlights, because they showed a video of all his score, majority of them was like at the rim layups. Like they were just letting him go by. Ole defense, 92 points. Seriously. I'm sorry. We'd have had to beat him up. He couldn't get to the, he couldn't, he couldn't get to, he'd have had to earn it on the foul line. He wouldn't be able to get to the rack. I'd have had the whole team foul him. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Breaking news. So there seems to have been a skirmish that occurred at Madison Square Garden last night. That the Madison Square Garden, where all the peleas had occurred, the Madison Square Garden, Madison Square Garden, and the person who's getting more hits out there was in the crowd. That's right, people out there who was <laughs> exchanging blows. Well, let me sound like exchanging blows. It basically was just. A lot of pushing and shoving going on. Former Nick Charles Oakley was in the crowd and something went down that didn't seem to make him happy. So, uh, he basically pushed security, excuse me, he pushed security and was grabbed up by NYPD, New York Police Department and was asked to leave and then was told to leave and then was arrested because he didn't want to leave. Yeah, and uh, as per ESPN, this was Charles Oakley's comments about the situation. What happened, me and four friends uh, went to the game tonight to watch the Knicks and the Clippers. Uh, get there, sit down, try to have a good time. Next thing I know, I, asked, I was asked to leave the building. I asked why. And he said, guys, well, you have to leave because someone ordered you to leave. And I'm like, I've been here four and a half minutes. I'm a Knicks fan. Played here for 10 years. I love the Knicks. I love New York. This is my heart. I wish them all the luck and success as on the basketball court. I don't know why I'm not welcome into the garden. And what happened next? Next thing I know, some eight guys, more and more kept coming at me, and I'm like, why do I have to leave? And what reason did they give? They said, I have to leave. They got order. And, you know, I was on my back, you know, so disrespectful. But, you know, things happen in life, you know. Luckily, I was, you know, went down, I got booked, and I got out. And how did it escalate from when they asked you to? I mean, we you know, somebody walking up on you, you got to protect yourself in all matters. And 
I've been in a situation like it before. I've been jumped before. So my mind always matter thinking like if you see seven, eight, nine, ten guys walking up on you, you have to brace yourself and be ready for the challenge. And that's how I was thinking. So you felt somewhat threatened? Yeah. If somebody more than two or three people walking up to you, to, you know. And, you know, yeah. Threatened, yes. What's your status in terms of going back to the Garden or with James Dolan? How I don't know no status, but you know what? As long as the fans care about me, I love the fans, and I'm always going to love the fans. I'm a Knicks fan for life. No matter if I go back to the Garden or not, I'm still going to cheer for the Knicks because i play here for a decade. My heart and soul are here. I know people love the way I play, and I really appreciate it. I wasn't the best player, but I came out and play every night, and that's what they want to see you play with heart and effort. Yeah, that's crazy. If that was done by uh, Dolan or any of his executives to escort him out, and he has no clue why that occurs, you know, you know, there's certain etiquette to do such things. Like, you know, if you didn't want an individual courtside, you didn't want him there. You could, you know, there's a way that which you could pull him to the side quietly and just tell him, "Listen, you know, we've got orders that you can't be here. I don't understand why." But, you know, this is what we were told in some form. You know, there's a way about it. There's a tact about it. So I don't know. We'll we'll find out later on. And as soon as we get more information about it, TRSS will be the ones to give it to you. All righty now. Right. Hello, hello. All right, guys. When we come back, like I said, next segment, hopefully the Keith will be in. Stop it by. He has, a, a, he has his own little rants that he wants to do. I'm going to give him the mic for a few minutes. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm going to let him do it. This will be his airwaves for, for the moment because especially with what he wanted to do after the Super Bowl and you know, the disdain he has for Tom Brady and such, we get to uh get to hear his part and his views of what occurred this past week. So when we come back, the Keith will be in the audience. I mean, excuse me, he'll be in the studio and he'll be grabbing the mic and well, we can only hope. If you could get through the snow, we'll be back. Hey, how's it going? It's your boy, Terry Funk, the old Funkster. And I'm listening to the regular season sportscast over here at the Double Cross Ranch. So until we, we, we get a name and some type of theme music for you, we're just gonna rock out with this for now. Well at least at least the theme music. But the name definitely gotta come. We definitely gotta get your name. Not really. Why not? Because you know You should get you should have like a some type of I mean, segment name. That's I mean, yeah. I appreciate that, right? You should have like um uh anger management with the Keith or some shit like that. But I'm not always mad. No, no. There's, there's, there's knowledge to some stuff that I kick it. No, just, you do. A, oh, not, look at that. Oh, look at that. Sports 101 with the Keith. No, I mean, I'm not always angry, but it's just, you know, I put myself in that position to be angry. But, you know, first Ooh. of all, when oh. you're a Jet fan, it's, it's, it's hard to have a good day. <laughs> Is that dismal for you guys? Looking forward to the Mets, you know, that's, you know, that's been my, my MO lately. Now, see, now my, my whole reasoning for this now is because I, I, I remember last week you had certain, um, 
aspects and projections for the past Sunday Super Bowl that you had. You had some feelings. You had some, you had some gumption going along with said, said main, main event going on. You know when you have that ex-girlfriend that don't ever want to leave you alone? You ever had that? Like an ex that just don't want to go away? Yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's more or less like kind of what I was going through. Cause when you have that ex that doesn't want to leave you alone, you kind of know what they're all about. You kind of expect what's going to happen. You've been down that road many of times. So I'm going to expect that Tom Brady is the ex? Well, I, I didn't seen this story many of times. It's not news to me, personally. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't shocked what he did. I really wasn't. It was upsetting, but I wasn't shocked. <laughs> I mean, who wants to see their ex all the time doing, you know, nonsense to them like that? Honestly. Doing great things. <laughs> Doing in spite of you, right in front of your face, right? You know, yeah, just doing fun. You know, you want to do, you want your ex to do bad, but you don't find out that she's marrying like George Clooney. Yeah, even right. though she has a sex tape on camera, right. you can't do about it. <laughs> so you just you have nothing else better to do to just like just be bitter about it, right? By the way, your video was priceless at the first half when you guys yeah, were laughing. Yeah, I jinxed myself. When yeah, you, I, you I got a little ahead of myself. That's what happens when you get a little intoxicated. And then Bluey's, better, Bluey's video was much better it even was after. Golden. Yes. It was golden. It was golden. You know, shout out to Bluey for the that. The puss. Shout out to... The puss you had on. Like, what? what seriously, when... when go Before before I give the floor to you, mm-hmm. what were you going through when all this progression was happening? When, when all the... Uh, you know, honestly, I... All right. Well, the main feeling that I was feeling was kind of sad, personally, because it was just like you know, it's more not not sad that I was witnessing what I was witnessing because you know I'm a football fan. At the end of the day, I am a Jeff fan. I'm not I'm not a New England Patriots supporter. Neither am I a Brady supporter. But you know, the sadness that this man is 40 years old and he still looks like he's 25. There's no chance, like, in, like, the next whatever, how many years he's playing that the Jets are ever gonna, you know, surpass this man. And it, it just sucks, you know? That, that's, that's the sad one. But it was, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm gonna tell you, that's probably one of the greatest football games I've seen from a quarterback I've ever, you know, that's why it wasn't that bad. Right. It was, it was an amazing moment. It really was. But if you did see the video, you, you know, now did, you saw now the true what, colors on my face. Did you, did you begin to not become vocal anymore the the the, the verbalizing of- yeah my dad said it sounded like a funeral <laughs> not exaggerating how many patriots fans were in your house there was supposed to be two there was ended up being one but then no excuse me i apologize there was two there was supposed to be three but my dad ended up low lo and behold like supporting the patriots because we ended up we ended up finding out he had money on them so oh, little by little okay. he was like you know rooting for them so oh, the okay. house was just anti-patriot it wasn't like pro falcon but what a game, right? How about, it was a great game. Yeah. I live, you know, I went, like I tell people, I even said it early on in the show. I said, I fell asleep in the, at the end of the third. Cause you I was like, what? I had to because really? I had to, I had to go to work that night. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Okay. I understand. I had to because I had to go to sleep. I had to go, I had to go to work and, uh, um, right. I understand when, when my mother wakes me up and she's like, what's the score? And I'm like, why are you bothering me? And I looked and I was like, 28 20. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Wait, hold on a second. So then I, I just, I, I put my head back down because I, I, I was really tired. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden the phone just starts vibrating off the hook. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And when I look, it's 11 seconds left going into overtime, fourth quarter finishing. And I said, mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah, man. When it was 28 12, I was telling people in my house, I was like, guys, this, there's too much life left in this team, you know? 
There's way too much life left in the New England Patriots. I've seen this story many of times. Let's 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 not because there, there was like a moment where like it felt for whatever reason like I want to sit here and say like though the house was very you know anti patriot not really pro Falcon but everybody was more or less like yo the Patriots are getting like really beat down so like the cool thing was, was that like I, we've never seen the Patriots kind of get manhandled the way they right. look so it was like everybody was cheering everybody was excited like wow this is they're gonna get beat down. Nobody expected that. No, not even the the, the the professionals expected that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, after halftime, everybody like settling down. Everybody ate food and whatnot. The third quarter begins, and yeah, we're watching football, but the excitement levels a little down because they're getting blown out. Right. And little by little by little by little, these mother flowers just creep into the game. And then they tie it up, and it's just like the chip away, you know? the, just the chip away, the chip away, and the right, chip away. Right? Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, come, you know, kudos to them, man. Kudos now, them. now, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you to your, to, to your duties because they, they, you have, you have some notes there. I so, just want everybody to know that, like, you know, I hate the Patriots. Before I dive in, but I just want everybody to know I hate the Patriots. I hate Tom Brady, but I think what, what the basis of what I'm about to say. It's on the premise of where we only really appreciate what we see years later. We never really appreciate it when we're like in the middle of it. You know, like I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm a Met fan. But like if you're a baseball truest, you look at what the Yankees did in the late 90s and no team is ever going to do that again. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you look back and you say, you know, I was able to say that I was alive during that moment, you know. Like, what I sit here and say, like, one of my favorite moments is Kobe Bryant's last game where he scored, like, 60-something. And, like, nobody wanted to watch Golden State get 73 wins because Kobe Bryant's last game was on. You know what I'm saying? Which, by the way, um, Michael Jordan said that ain't worth shit because you ain't winning a championship. <laughs> <laughs> which he's right about. Which he's right about. God bless Mike for that. And and, and he didn't tell, like, a like he didn't tell a player – he didn't say it. He didn't tell it to a coach. Right. He said it to a fucking owner. Your right. 73 wins yeah. don't mean shit. But like what I want to say is I want to just throw out a few stats because, you know, you don't really understand what it's hard to really sit here and you still let it settle in because how, how did that game unfold for our, for, for us as viewers and for the Falcons as players? We're still not going to get over this for years. What happened that Sunday was probably the most unprecedented result. In sports, not just football, not just the Super Bowl. So first and foremost, Tom Brady, we know how I feel about him, but he's the only quarterback with more than two or more fourth quarter game winning drives in the Super Bowl. You did tell me he was not clutch. No, uh, but, but nah, you know, that what? man, that no, man is no, clutch. No, no, man. He, no, no, listen. It was, it was, it was one of those things that I, it was a, a rude awakening. But it wasn't like you said somebody that was horrible. You know, I give no, no, you no, that. No, no, no. The thing about, to me, I always take his, his clutchness is more as though like, they're still in the game. Like a lot of the, the, a lot of his wins was like, they were still in the game. Not like. I mean, but he got the W, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 no. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, it's not like, you know, something, I, no, no I, I can't even say like this, cause this was, a, this was remarkable what happened. This, yeah, this, this, this it really was. But it's not like, you know, how we've seen a, you know, comparison to like an Aaron Rodgers. Fuck. Even Romo has pulled out 
fucking oh, yeah, clutch Romo, games. Yeah, Romo. He's like quarter, clutch yeah. games. But, and, you know, Matt Ryan is usually a good fourth quarter quarterback. Too, right, you know? Matt Ryan as well. But, you know, and it's always been for me when I saw Tom do it. It's like, you know, they're still in the game. It's like you're down by a touchdown maybe or you're down like four. It's not like you really have Usually to New England games when it's like they're, a, a they're competitive. Tight. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're tight. tight. But then, you know, they know they got Tom. They got 12. Yeah. He'll bring it home. All right, so Tom, let's just throw this out there. Tom was 25 of 33, two touchdowns, 284 yards, Super Bowl MVP. Cool, awesome, great game. I just want everybody to know the Patriots led in that game. They never led in that game. Yeah. When they won, there was zero zero seconds on the clock. It was tied. Which is phenomenal because they were down 28 to 3, 28 Mm. to 3. They overcame a 25-point deficit. The most ever prior was 10. 10 points. That's pretty impressive, man. And I understand you got Bill Belichick. But you also got Tom Brady. One thing, the one thing I got to say is Belichick. If everybody's sitting there putting um, Tom as the GOAT quarterback-wise, where are we putting Belichick right now? Well, Belichick is still the greatest coach ever. Right. I, I'm, I'm not going to discredit him for the game. But I feel like this game was more Tom, mm-hmm. honestly. But Belichick's still the greatest coach ever. I, if I, if you were looking at it that way, I could I could honestly say that. If it's Tom heavy, he basically um, he shut up all the critics. And he, not, but I'm talking well, but Belichick wise, he if Tom had like the reins offensive wise, mm-hmm. Belichick had to put the schemes out there with with the defense. Well, the defense, he the had defense, to slow them down. Yeah, man. slow them down. Yeah, but I'll get to that because I truly feel oh. that. No, no, please. I, I feel that in this game, in this game, he really didn't really slow Atlanta down. I feel like Atlanta slowed Atlanta down. Ah. But we'll get to that. Just know when the Patriots are down 28 to 3, ESPN had a stat where they had 1% chance of winning that game. Yeah, it was 99.6% chance of 1%. winning. 1%. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Atlanta had a 19 point lead heading into the fourth quarter. In the history of the NFL playoffs before Super Bowl 51, 93 teams had a lead of 19 or more points heading into the fourth quarter, and their record was 93 and 0. That's pretty unbelievable. Seriously. So, moving forward with all these amazing I, stats. I, I see all those, those notes you have over there. You are yeah. so, uh, so prepared. I love it. <laughs> You always this is it. my favorite one. You always this one it. is my favorite one. What's that? Because it, it, it translates to what happened in the national championship in college football, if anybody did see that. Right. The Patriots ran 93 plays with a time of possession of 40 minutes, while Atlanta ran 46 and a time of possession of 23 minutes. And if everybody remembers in the national championship game, uh, Clemson, they ran about 96 to 98 plays. I'm not really sure the exact number. And as great as that Alabama defense was, they got worn down. Mm. So I feel like that's kind of, that kind of correlates here because, you know, Tom put up amazing numbers. Tom was phenomenal in the second half, but like, you know, that first half, that Atlanta defense was flying. That Atlanta defense was all over the field. And I think they really got worn down. I think they got tired. I really believe that. I think there was, there was a stat that they put up. It was after. It was after the halftime that Atlanta's offense didn't touch the ball for I'm getting there. an hour. For I'm getting there. A, it was like an hour. Okay. Got that one for you, Poppy. And by the way, did they break? They didn't break the all-time record for time of possession, did they? That one, I don't know. Okay, I'm not because sure I, about think, that I think the Giants held that for the uh, against the uh, Pats. No, I think that was against on Buffalo. 
that they oh, had the nineties. Yeah, I think okay. they had that. Right. That one, I'm not sure. Just want to know, let everybody know, Atlanta's second half possessions because they did put up 28 points, but their second half possessions: three punts, one fumble, loss. Matt Ryan lost it, probably his most important time of the game, and just one touchdown. Can't do that against Tom Brady and the Patriots. You're almost asking for a loss, no matter the lead, whatever it was. Uh, moving forward, at halftime, the Falcons had more points than plays. That's how bad they were beating the Patriots in the first half, and that's how bad this loss looks on their resume. Moving forward, in the first half, the Falcons averaged 9.6 rushing yards. That boy, Devonta Freeman, was all over the place. He was making guys fall all over the place. He looked amazing. You would think they would keep running the football and win the Super Bowl. But just know in the second half, they averaged 2.3 yards. That's, that's what happened. You would think these professionals would, you know, know what game management would be. And now here's back to what Red was saying. A full one hour and eight minutes. An hour and eight minutes elapsed between the Atlanta office last touching the ball in the second quarter and their first possession in the third quarter. That means Lady Gaga put on the performance of her life. (laughs) I'm just saying. Seriously. That's after the pick six. Let's not forget that. Moving forward. I'm sorry. I'm fully loaded here. (laughs) That's, That's what she said. Now just re- just just bear with me with this one. This one has a little bit of just a little bit of layers to this one. With four minutes and forty seconds left in the game, Atlanta loses one yard on a run. Then Matt Ryan gets sacked, loss of twelve yards. Then it was a ten-yard holding penalty. Then an incomplete pass on third and thirty-three. And let's just sum that up real quick. Quick math equation, real fast. One, two, three. Bada boom, bada bing. It was a minus 23 yards in one minute of game time. One minute passed, mm-hmm. and they lost 23 yards. Now, I've never heard of that. I've been watching football for a very long time, and I can sit here and say that's probably the most outrageous thing I've ever seen. How about you, Red? It's pretty impressive. No, no. When no, it comes to the numbers. When it comes to numbers, and that goes, and that's what we, we spoke about before, and it's like there was a lot of coaching hiccups that occurred. That shouldn't have happened right. in that right. span. Yeah, right. That's right. that's ridiculous. It's you know, like, like you would think in the Super Bowl they were prepared. To, it's not like they weren't prepared. Well, there was a, there was even a, a moment where I said, you know what? If you make boo boos like this, this is boo boos you make in a regular season that you can fix. Yeah. But I think Atlanta never had that opportunity to get in that that's position during point. yeah I during the regular that. season. That's a fair point. And then also the stage was kind of big. For right. Them. And usually and usually when you get a fresh. Like a fresh team in the Super Bowl that has not been there. Right. The way they came out the gate, yeah, they, they, they didn't they have like me. that, um, that, 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 that freshman freeze. They went right. out early springing and they, they were ready to go. So they didn't, their time to start really feeling pressure right. didn't have, it happened at the worst time. True. And I think that's when the coaching staff believed that, um, rather than, and Uncle Fred would adjust, will, 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 will confide in this, rather than slow the pace up, mm-hmm. Which you would want to do for the moment. Mm-hmm. What they did was is that they felt that, you know, hit the red button, fucking panic mode. We got to start fucking throwing things. Like well, a, that's a, to their DNA. Right. You know, cause they kind of built like that. So cause on, on the surface, the you sit there third and one. That's a pass that you do in fucking Madden. Yeah. You know, like when you're, when you're yeah, in crush time like I feel that. Like, but the thing that, the thing that bugs me out is like, it, it was, it's not like the running game wasn't working. Right. That's the thing that had me so like, 
Right. Had, you know, like they, they had him perfectly off balance. Yeah, they them. had him perfectly off but balance. But it was just like they kind of like shot themselves in the foot. But yeah, moving on. I'm almost done here. Yeah. Just, you know, this is by the way, crazy. You stuff. guys gotta love uh, Keith's hat. It's just it, he, he, it's just such a great mesh with him. Um. Thank you, Sully, for that. Thank you, Super Producer Sully. The best, the best <laughs> young girl I know in the building. Let's go. Brady also had the most passing attempts in a single Super Bowl with 62 and completions with 43. That's how you know it was a one-man show, man, when yeah. they needed him to put it on, man. Also, Tom Brady set a new Super Bowl record with 466 passing yards. That's, that's, that's sick, man. And I hate that man. I hate that man. Fuck him. Excuse my language. I do but, apologize. But, but once again, kudos to the man who, although the running game wasn't going to be a factor to mm-hmm. the Patriots, mm-hmm. but that man White, boy. James White showed up big. Yeah. You know, he reminded me of Kevin Falk. Remember Kevin Falk? Yes. Yeah. Random. Now, check this one out. This is where I kind of have some respect for Tom Brady. And it's I, that kind of. I have a little bit of respect for Tom Brady because to me, this is probably one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. Tom Brady's fourth quarter or overtime stats in the history of his Super Bowl career, meaning you could basically say the last two, but more than anything, it's the last two fourth quarters of Tom Brady's career in the Super Bowl. He also played a overtime game last Sunday, so that adds on. But these are the last two fourth quarters of Tom Brady's career. Tom Brady, in the fourth quarter of the last two Super Bowls, is 36 for 44. 376 yards, three touchdowns, zero turnovers, quarterback rating of 127.7. Jesus Christ. Point scored 39. That's amazing. That is amazing. If that's not greatness, I don't know what it is. Listen, I might not agree with his politics and his fucking beliefs, but is he really a Trump supporter? Yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't go to the, um, let's make the NFL great again, right? Yeah, exactly. He didn't go to the, um, the, 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 um, the NFL day when, uh, the Super Bowl day when, when Obama was in office. So. Do you think that was like purposely done? Um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't know what the fucking method to that madness mm-hmm. is, but to be honest, it's just, I think it's, I remember it's, that. I think it's ridiculous. And, uh, so, I mean, you know what? Honestly, everybody's granted to their own opinions on what they, what they want to do or whatever the case may right. be. But now when the tables is per, like they turn around, don't, don't, don't shit on the men right now. Cause already like half the, half the, 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 the African American locker room for the Patriots is like, yeah, they don't want to go to the White House, right? And I, and I totally understand that. No, I they, agree they, with they, Um, um, uh, is it Chris? Is Chris Long? Yeah, Chris, Chris Long's Long. Chris uh, Long's he hasn't said anything yet, but he was the same dude that was, that was back, was behind, um, Colin Kaepernick's, uh, right. uh, his, his stance and stuff. So, uh, I, I, to me, it's like, look, whether, regardless of what his beliefs or what it is that he has, or whatever the case may be, wholeheartedly, and and I had this I had this discussion with Uncle Fred and and Louis Coyote like a, a week before the Super Bowl. Right. And I even said it before that I said regardless if you got if he won the Super Bowl or not, I still had Tom as the goat. I still right. had him there. Yeah, me too. And they they argued with me. They they threw out names and so and and I was like, Man, stop it, please. Nah. No, but. When you he, have to throw out names, that's that that's, means you that's know the name. The He's thirty nine. His wife asked him to retire, yeah. and he said, "No, I'm having too much See, fun." I'm having too much fun. Yeah, that's, motherfucker. <laughs> I have one last stat. Oh, then we could just 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 ramble or whatever. Tom Brady now has more Super Bowl rings than any other quarterback to ever live on this god on God's <laughs> earth. 
And it, fuck, my ass is whoa the fuck out. <laughs> he has the most Super Bowl MVPs of any NFL player in NFL history. Well, yeah. He ties uh uh Charles Haley for tie- for Super Bowl for most Super Bowl wins. No they, Gronk. They, they they each have five. No Gronk. No Gronk. And like my boy Ryan Davis, the comedian says he did it with an all white receiving core. Oh, like, uh, Steve Smith calls him the unicorn group. Yeah, he says he's he's like you won't even go out to a flag football game and have all your receivers white. And fucking Tom Brady hey, did man. that. Those white boys aren't afraid of shit, man. Let me tell you, how- Armandola showed up. Yeah, but how, he had see a lot, a lot of motherfuckers dropped him like at week five at fucking fantasy football. Well, that nigga wasn't drafted or nothing. Nothing like was, that. <laughs> they had him, they had him on the bench still sitting there. How about I want to ask your opinion? Is there's no wrong answer here? What was the better catch, the Julio catch or the Edelman catch? Oh man, I say it, it, I think the Edelman catch is better than Tyree's catch, but I don't know if it was better than Julio's catch. The thing about Julio's catch is because I know what he's been going through for the past few he's weeks, injured, yeah. the injury with the turf toe and the ankle and stuff like amazing, that. Man. But like, and I know he was pain. He was playing with such pain, and for him to like, because you saw the way his his foot hit. Yeah, it was just that could have sh- beautifully done and. For people who, but, but you, you've always been a Don Julio backer. So I love Julio, yeah, you love, man. Yeah. Julio's awesome. You, you've always been a guy that, that, Julio that Jones, puts him there. He, he solidified but the best. This, I think this was the forum for him now because with Atlanta, they had like, you know, they played games in such a smaller market. Now yeah. next year is going to be crazy because now Atlanta. And now they get the new stadium and now Atlanta's gonna get the fucking marquee games ridiculous. Right, now. right. I mean, when you put up points like that, the NFL's gonna put yeah, you on now, the prime time. Yeah, now they're gonna, they're losing only about maybe three guys next year. Yeah. So uh, the, the same only, core. Yeah, the same core. Back. The only individual that they might see if they want to keep for veteran status is, is Freeney. Yeah. Freeney. For maybe, cause he's been the, helping uh, out with the guy, with the young guys you, there. Uh, Super Bowl hangover? Um. For Atlanta? I think so. I mean, I really. It's tough, man. Yeah, I know it's tough, but I really, especially coming out of the, the NFC. Right. Uh, Dallas is going to have to make some big moves. Uh, okay. the, 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 so does Green Bay. The Green Bay also. I think Green Bay's a little bit, uh, just getting a little bit up in age there. But also, yeah. but, but you got Aaron, so you can, you never know what you're going to get with him. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they were, they were, but they were, yeah, they were very much exposed last year in the secondary or during the playoffs. Right. Very much exposed. Some, they, they opened I mean, up. I mean, I still there. think, I mean, hey man, that team is not losing anybody. I know the Super Bowl, that's, that's a tough loss to have, man. Like yeah. I, me and you were debating what's what's worse. The that's Warriors, a good question, and that's Warriors a question I'm, I'm gonna put up there on a, on the TRSS page. Right. Losing three one, but because it's not only the way the Warriors, but OKC lost the same way as well. They yeah, lost but the way the way the Warriors lost three one, it's people still talk about it. But right. Then twenty five points in the Super Bowl, you had the Patriots, you had them dead to rights, and you just not that you. It, it's 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 so weird because it's not like you really took the foot off the pedal. It's more like. You you put your foot on the steering wheel instead of the pedal. It was well, you like gotta, so weird. But you also got to give it up to the the offensive line coaches and the offensive line for the Patriots who said, "Listen, we got to get they him did, time. They did. They did. We got to get him they, time. They did. They did shore up the offensive line in the second half. Tom Brady got sacked, I think, on a total amount five times for the night, and I think four of them were in the first half. So I'd sit here and say they did make the right adjustments. That's kind of where Bill Belichick comes into play a little bit. And then, you know, when you got a Hall of Fame player like Tom, you know, he'll find the guys. He'll find the guys. Unfortunately, you know, they showed everybody why they're, they're great again. So what's your, so, so, uh, down the line, mm-hmm. do we see, do we see a repeat next year? Do we see 
Patriots versus uh. Well, Falcon the last show I told you, don't you dare ever bet against Tom Brady. Nah, I, I learned that the it, hard it, way. Yeah, this is this is this is crazy. Nigga, he, you got Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, and sh- oh, this uh, is this is a question. Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah, Malcolm Mitchell uh, came big as well. Yeah, he yeah, came like, big. They they just plug. It, it's so repetitive. You hear this shit on any. Bennett video. showed up. The vet. Yeah. The Ben. The bet yeah, made, uh, Bennett he, made some catches. The shit that kills me is that you you hear this everywhere. It's not like it's brand new. They just plug guys in. And guys perform because they buy into the system. I give, you know, Bill Belichick the credit to that, but you know, at some point, you you know, I, I mean, I give you two. It, I give I give you two questions right now. Sure. While I go fill up my Shoot. wine glass. Number one, <laughs> yeah, Julian Edelman is he on the elite wide receiver level class right now? No, he's very reliable, but elite, no. And number two, mm-hmm. what happens to Guapolo? Garoppolo? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Oof. That's like the second most asked question behind like the Romo thing. Mm. You know, if I'm, if I'm Jimmy, I don't think I would want to leave New England. Personally, I, I would feel that, you know, I understand you have probably a big payday coming in, but we see what big paydays come to some guys who are not like real ready to, it's not that he isn't ready, but why would you want to, why would you want to like, leave that franchise you know what i'm saying like no matter the money no matter i think he can you know be there after time and look they have like how a, old is he he's he's about like 23 24 but you think about it like this though but how many guys they drafted and they know they weren't as good as tom and they're not even in the league no more but this guy's good but you you have to give it to him as well because you know he he left tom a two and two record before he came back he did get hurt right no, not two and two. They were three and one. Oh, they were, excuse me. Yeah, yeah they three were three and three one. one. So, so, he so got Jimmy, hurt for one of the games. Though. Right, but he, he left them a three and one record yeah, on, the, on the table. He yeah, really he did. did good. So that, that helped, that helped, um, Brady when he came back in because he didn't have to dig them out of a hole too right. much. And what I think is somebody's going to have to, because he and, um, he and, um, Brady have the same uh, agent. That's correct. There's going to have to be a sit down to find out when the reins are going to be able to be well, passed over. I'll tell you what. And, and and that's a that's a tough conversation to what, have. If I'm if I'm because just, look, you're saying he's young. Yeah. But how long can you keep a young man that's on fair. the bench? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And he can play. He yeah. can play. But if I'm if I'm Bill Belichick, and I know I have this guy who I know can play, I know I can get a lot for him. Hell, he could probably get a first round pick for him. He could get players for him. Right. And I honestly believe if if he's proven and he he can win you games, and and, and you need a quarterback, go get him. Shit. If he's going to win you games, if a player you know is going to win you games, go get him. Fuck the price tag. You need to win games in this league. There's a lot every week at stake. And winning and losing comes at an ultimate premium in the NFL. My thing is is that if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I, 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 I know a lot of people are going to call me crazy. But being the backup for New England is probably the best job in America. By far. And on top of that, the icing on the cake is that you're good. It's not like you're average. It's not like you're Brian Hoyer who can just be a journeyman around the league. You're good. Like, you're legit. This kid, this guy can go start for the Jets. Yeah, but that's, that's the how pro- good but he that's is. That's the problem, though, is that you're going to have this guy sitting there. But Red, waiting, uh, Red, waiting, there's, there, the waiting. Thing, I hear you. I hear you, Red. It's not like Steve Young. No, no. I yeah, you. It's not like Steve Young who no, no, said... You. You know, for red. Montana's opportunity came and, you know, the, 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 the moon aligned the way that they did and the powers that be said, you know what? Red, I'm going to throw a Joe, perfect we gotta, example. Joe, we got to let this guy start. You, yeah. I'm going to throw a perfect example out at you. And that was because of injury. That's why, um, 
Right. That's why, that's why Steve I'll got the a, chance. I'll use a personal experience that I've had that kind of correlates to Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like at one of my prior employers, I was, a, I, I did a really good well of a job. Right. I, I feel like I was, you know, valued to a certain point and I felt like, you know, that that was incorrect. I felt like I, I should have been valued a little bit more and I kind of went the route of where the money went. And yeah, I probably was a little bit clouded by that judgment. But on that next step that I took, you know, it was all good and dandy for what? What was it? Three, four months. And then I was already wishing I was back to where I was previously. Right. And the money didn't even matter at that point because I was just like, I was so in tune of how the formula worked at my prior employer that I was just like, you know, why would I do this to myself? Like I, the money just, cl- and it does that. Money clouds you. Money I, brings I out think, the worst in you. I think for me, if I was in his shoes, Okay. I would honestly. It has to be a good franchise. No, 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 no. No, I would honestly, I would do what you're doing. I would do what you would say. I would sit and I would wait. But you know what? I would, if I was him. I would wait. No, I could wait. But said, I would young. do what you also said too. Have that sit down. Right. Because you can't sit there for another four years. Yeah. Have that sit down. Come to a, a certain idea of when you're going to be playing. Right. And if it's in an, a, a good enough window where you could be like, you know what? Give me another year on the bench. And then it's my guy, it's right. my turn or whatever. Because Tom, I heard reports that Tom wants to sign a three to five year contract. If that's the case, Jimmy gotta go. Play yeah, he gotta somewhere. go. Yeah, he has to go. And, 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 you know, to his credit, I wouldn't blame him. Right. You know, he could play. He could play. But lastly, you made, you made a good point. Excuse me? Yes, he made a good point lastly. Uh, he does go. Jets. Uh. Oh man, please. Jesus Christ. Uh, there's no quarterback on the Jets roster right now. <laughs> I mean, he he. I take any. I take. I take. I take. I take me blindfolded. You take Uncle Fred throwing. Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who. Uh, yeah, he and Gino will get drunk in the in the I'll tell you what though, if 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 he was a if he's the smart, intelligent man that I hope he is, he wouldn't go to the Jets because the Jets is a poorly run franchise. Right. He would go to you know he needs to go to a very stable place that has a little bit of that New England mentality just to benefit his success. Oh, and before um before we go into the cuz I know you want to speak about the Knicks quick. Uh before the mics went hot, we talked about uh the comments that were made by um the Texas A&M player who wanted to make, you know, he suggested that just, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe they should be maybe there should be some moves. We happening. started this I'm going to start the conversation over the same way we started it off the air. Just so everybody can understand how natural this is. Sometimes in life don't you feel like you can go by the book or by the blueprint as much as possible, but if it just doesn't work out, why not just throw a wrench in the shit and just kind of just go with the flow and just fucking risk it all? W- what do you got to lose? If for more than two decades... Yeah, that's Miles Garrett. Sorry. Just my yeah, Miles Garrett. And for two decades, you you constantly just fail at doing the same thing over and over again. You know, you got the first round, possibly the first overall pick of the NFL draft stating that, hey, you know, I want to be a Dallas Cowboy. Dallas Cowboy has a great asset in Tony Romo. Why don't you guys just swap that? Everybody's happy. I go to Dallas. You guys get a, a proven quarterback. You guys still have a first round pick. Go do whatever it is you guys really want to do with that first round pick and move on from there. It's not like Cleveland has a bad offense. They have players on that offense. Just can't stop anybody. That can get fixed. The NFL is all about hope. There's teams that are bad one year. Hell, look at the Atlanta Falcons two years ago. Who the hell saw that Super Bowl run coming? Not a lot of people unless you're from Atlanta, honestly. So that's the point I'm trying to make is that 
just like that, you can be good in the NFL. You can't do that in the NBA. In baseball, it takes time. And that's the point that Miles Garrett's saying is like, and for a rookie, not even a rookie, he's still technically not even, he's still just a prospect. The point is, is that he's like, yo, win-win. You guys get a quarterback who we all know is good enough to play. I get to go to Dallas and I get to flourish with a team that I want to play with. I don't think that's that crazy, Red. I really don't think that's that crazy. No, yeah. It, it, to me, it's, it's like my only, my only, my only concern about that right. is, is will we see the roundabout rotisserie that happens in Cleveland? I mean, like, like we said, listen. Yeah. Tony Romo's still a fuck, you know, people might not want to put him in that elite. Fucking that nigga's category. nice, man. I don't you, care what he's healthy. Says. He's dangerous. Hell man. yeah, I want him. Yeah, shit, he's I, I don't want dangerous. him. I want him for the job. He's fantasy gold when he's healthy. Shit, <laughs> it's like. But not only that, for a franchise, he can yeah. make a he can, he can make good, a turnaround man. happen. He's good. Just got to keep him healthy. But I also I also feel as though that I have, Jerry I, Jones is the kind I of feel guy. Like he, I honestly feel he's he's gonna be in Dallas come September. Jerry Jones is the guy that says um. Well, I'm not gonna let anybody depict what uh. What yeah, but that's like me. that's like but Jerry. That's nobody like, gonna depict. Nobody yeah. gonna tell me when I'm gonna sit around like, and go. I like what the young man just said. He just said some cool stuff. There. He yeah, might. But, <laughs> but that's like Jerry. Well, I reckon that we go. We go by what he said. <laughs> but that's like Jerry's unborn son. Yeah, right. The way he treats him. So he's so protected. Him and him, him and um Jason Garrett, the coach, is like they're like they're fucking. The way they children. treat Tony is like you would think that they joined at the hip at birth. But um, we're we're gonna see what happened with, with that because I'm it, just saying, that's we got a lot because the, the with NFL coming up, combines coming up soon, and all that stuff, and it's gonna be crazy. You're gonna see a lot, a lot of discussion. And the Keith will come back, and by the time he comes back with that with the NFL Park, we're gonna have a title of the segment for that. But we're not done yet because I want to go into well, technically you want to go into, but I I I had it on the agenda here, okay. but I did not get to touch on it because I was waiting for you to sit in, which is the New York Knicks situation. Well, I, I, you have the floor and then I could chime on. Right. I would love to hear your opinion too about well, it. Well, my, my, my whole aspect with the New York well, Knicks situation. Well, well, I mean, I, I, I spoke about, yeah, yeah, and I spoke it. about it early on yeah. about the situation that happened with, with Charles Oakley. And now reports are coming out more and more where, uh, James Dolan even made comments to say that, uh, Oakley and his, 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 his friends that were, that were at the Knicks game were mm. belligerent okay. and, Seems to have been under the influence and now there seems to be, and and yeah, and it seems to be some, um, indefinite ban at the garden now for Oakley. Um, yeah, that news broke today. I must, I I gotta tell you that, um, it's, 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 it's a shame because like I said earlier in the episode, I think there should have been a better way to handle the situation. There's a way that you could have a, a kind of panache. If you want to use the word, a kind of tact. Panache. Yeah, panache. That's nice. I know. I've been Where'd using you get my, that one from. I've been using my, my Google thesaurus lately. Panache. And, um, Hashtag panache. I've been. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking breakfast I've never Sounds had. Sounds like a stripper that comes on at 930 before the main event happens <laughs> at Wiggles. So, um, now coming to the stage, panache. Panache. Yeah, I saw her on make sure you get the two for, after dark. Make sure you get the two for Tuesdays. Yeah, HBO after like 1 a.m. You know? <laughs> So Panache. you know, fuck around. There's gonna be somebody named somebody gonna be named that unborn child Panache soon. Uh, see them at Woodhall. There, um, <laughs> I really thought there was a better way to to deal with that. There right. was a way in which that um, I I believe security or even uh, you know administration and executives there could have pulled them to the side they and had the discussion the, the discussion the, for they, they, they fired, they fired the, the head security security guy. of that. Uh, it's kind I, of confusing. I, I also said that it's very it's very childish. It's very it's you know it, it, we we come into a society now to where with a bigger man is lost now 
And I and I have to say, unfortunately, I don't like to really put too much on on like on the show when it comes to political status. But it right. starts at the top, and we're looking at the top now to where we're we we now see at the top where we have like people who are kicking and screaming and mm. and, and 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 whining about right. nobody likes me, nobody can, nobody wants to be my friend. No, well, you now know, they have a, like that. They have a platform for now. It they now. have a ridiculous social media, right? Which does it. There's cameras everywhere too. You know. Two things quickly. Number one, um. I've, I've, I stopped being a Nick fan years ago. Okay. This is around, uh, this actually happened around the, 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 the year in which they lost to San Antonio. That was like, I was done with the Knicks. I was finished with them. 1999. Yeah. It was, it was like, it, it, that was so heartbreaking for me. I said, I can never be a Nick fan again. Number two, the Dolan era has always been troublesome to me. Okay. I, and out of all, all sports organizations, right. be it the Yankees with the Steinbrenners, mm-hmm. be it even the Wilpons with the Mets, cause even they fucking annoy me. Um, uh, it's it's just. Let's save that for like April. Yeah. So then it's I like, could go off. You could like go on Maddie, your rant there. Me and Maddie can like Good. share our pain <laughs> with that one. <laughs> because I don't want to talk about the Mets yet. I'm very excited for them. So let's. But my whole thing is that when I um when I, when when this goes on, I I I I see this and my New Yorkers right don't love the Knicks. Okay. No, they're a team to back. They don't love them. They they all been a Nick fan for this long or whatever. Okay, you a Nick fan for this long? Mm-hmm. Start embracing the Knicks as I see uh OKC fans embrace their team. Okay. Okay. Start embracing them as Indiana fans embrace the Pacers. Embrace them like Portland Trailblazers fans and embrace and embrace their team. Mm-hmm. Not only that, mm-hmm. New York like the the Knicks are a big market team. Mm-hmm. There's also the Lakers, who's a big market team. Right. Chicago's a big market team. Big. Uh, you can even say, uh, um, Miami is also a big market team. That's correct. But their fan base embraced them. That's you right. You go to a game. Not Miami's though. Ugh. I mean, I don't. They even, get there at halftime. No, but even so, no, no, <laughs> but even so, like, it's not the same ambiance in New York. Like, when you go to an OKC game or even a Lakers game, everybody's dressed in the same color. The fans are wearing, you know, yellow and purple. It's true. You know, you go to, you go to, even Miami, like I said, they wear the red and black or the red and white. They embrace it. Okay. You go to a Nick game at the garden. It's like you're at the fucking club. It's like you, like, it's like the tunnel opened up again. They actually dimmed the lights for the crowd. <laughs> just like, so the crowd is not seen. It's not seen. And it's they like put a, it's the like lights a, on the home, on the court. It's like an old indie fucking wrestling pl- fucking platform. It's like you dim the crowd because you don't, because why? Because the, the crowd there, they don't give a fuck about the game. They didn't just say I was at a Nick game. Very true. And I think if you're a real Nick fan, mm-hmm. you really start to hurt, start to hurt this team in the pocket. And you need to start making them wake up to say, you know what? We're not going to tolerate this bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know what happens? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares in New York because we're so fucking shallow. And don't give a fuck because we, all we have to say is, you know, we go on social media and fucking live stream on Facebook and Instagram and do all this shit. Go, look at me. I'm at a fucking Nick game. It's like, so what? New Yorkers, New Yorkers. And I'm you know what? Go to speed. New Yorkers are also <laughs> Uncle Fred know what I'm talking about. Hung out of speed before Uncle Fred. <laughs> Go to Latin quarters. Studio, That's Studio 69 or 59, <laughs> whatever the fuck that shit was. Thursday night is lit for speed. That's the garden now. Find your uncle on Tuesday. Yo, yo, you I swear to you, you could walk around the garden at, at during the game and they'll be like, yo, what's the score? I'll be like, I don't know. The motherfuckers is at the bar or fucking just under, and trying to bag bitches or trying to fucking uh, 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 hug up on something. It's true. Yeah. So, you know, hey, the floor is back to you. It, it, it. Well, I, I kind of want everybody to know that we don't, when me and you, even back when we used to do the show together for the whole time, we never, even back then, we would have like a rundown 
but we were never really correlate. We kind of like you said, we would just flow with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we right off from the hip. Today, he was like, Keith, you know, what time are you coming here so we can talk about what happened with the Super Bowl and whatnot? But I also, t- you know, I did hit you up and I said, hey, you know, I kind of want to touch on this Oakley thing. And we haven't spoke about the Oakley thing since I kind of, you know, asked for the permission to speak about the Oakley thing. Right. But it's just amazing. Otherwise, I ask permission. He can fucking talk about whatever fuck he wants anyway. No, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that he has not yet to talk about like the, 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 the picture that I showed him early on before the mics went hot. What? <laughs> I'm trying my best to be professional here. <laughs> we will get into that. I don't even think that. You know what? I don't know. If we have enough time. No, we don't. Actually, we don't. We could throw that out. No, matter of fact, side shit. Wait, though. hold on. I think the music is about to hit. Back. Yeah, the music about to get. You got. You got to go. Got to hurry. All right, up. Hit, hit me out. <laughs> you really fucked it up. I was really all right. Well, hear me out. We don't really choreograph where we're going with, with what we're gonna talk about. But a lot of people are sitting here talking about. Two things. Charles Oakley was out of line and James Dolan is the one to blame. Listen, we all know what happened. We all saw it. Shit, I saw it live. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like you said, I stopped being a Nick fan. And my thing is, is that the reason why I stopped being a Nick fan is because they continuously would feed you and they would, they would tease you what's right for the team and never go in that direction. And that's where me as a fan, you lost me because you know, even though I root for a lot of teams that are, are nothing to scream about, the thing about my teams is that even though they may be as garbage as they are, they try to improve. It's not like the Knicks try to improve. The Knicks try to look as stupid as possible. That's my problem with the Knicks. And I've always felt that way. And I just always felt like, you know, I feel like an imbecile when I, I, I see what they do and I continuously sit down every year as a fan and trying to support them and look like an idiot because they keep doing the dumbest shit ever. And you would sit there and think that at some point they would get it. My thing with the Knicks is, especially with this situation, yeah, you could blame Charles Oakley for being extremely, extremely immature and out of line for what he tried to pull and whatever. He was under influence, whatever the situation may be. I love Charles Oakley. He's one of the first Knicks I fell in love with. True New York fans that were Nick fans in their golden age know how they feel about Charles Oakley. But he was wrong. He was absolutely wrong. You do not do that in a public setting, especially with the owner on literally like two rows from where you're causing a ruckus and supposedly targeting him. Then you got the fans sitting here and saying, this is James Dolan. James Dolan is shit. And he is shit. James Dolan is probably the worst owner after the guy from fucking the Clippers got fucking the boot. You know, the racist dude. So now you can sit here and say James Dolan's the worst owner in basketball. But my problem is New York as a whole. The fans of New York are garbage. Straight up. Especially when it comes to the Knicks. I, because they talk so much shit, and I was one of them. They talk so much shit about what should be done for this franchise. The minute something bad happens, oh, we're going to blame this guy. We're going to blame this guy. Over and over, it's the same cycle. It's the same shit. And you know what? The fans, I don't give a shit what anybody says, the fans have a voice in almost every sport. Because at the end of the day, you can be as big as the Yankees, you can be as big as the Knicks. The Knicks are are a billion-dollar franchise that are worth, I don't know how many billions of dollars. But you know what? That's because as shitty as they've been, 1999 was the last time they've been to an NBA Finals. Let alone, since then, they've only won seven games in the playoffs, which doesn't even amount to another freaking finals run we still go to those games we still support them and we still sit down and accept what's been given to us 
And yeah, that's a lot to do with James Dolan. But you know what? As Nick fans, you keep sitting here and telling me, you know, this is what's wrong with the team. And I get that every year. Oh, but we got this guy. Let's give him some time. Shit, I remember we were supposed to give Iman Shepard some time. Yeah, he didn't turn out to be an all-star. But you know what? How long before Christoph Porzingis gets sent out the door? you telling me as a Knicks fan, I got to sit here and wait for his development. Next thing you know, he's a Laker. Next thing you know, Carmelo Anthony's the most hated guy in, in, in New York. And he doesn't deserve half the shit he's getting with Phil Jackson's dumbass. It's ridiculous. Because Knicks fans are as deluded as the owner. Just as the owner. As much as the owner. And you know what? I'll tell you this much, James. I said this on social media the other day. You give them one game. It doesn't matter against what opponent. It could be a Denver Nuggets. It could be Portland. It could be any team. It could be a D-League team. If you tell me that the Knicks are going to be playing at 8 p.m. in Madison Square Garden, a professional basketball game, and nobody turns up to that game, changes what happened tomorrow like that. I'll tell you. And it mind you. Just like, like that. And like I said. He mentioned it earlier. I said to say that we shoot from the hip, and I didn't even know that he was gonna say that. Just and like we, that. And yeah, this sounds Keith and I agree. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And the funny thing is, is that me and you both were Nick fans. Yeah. So me true. and you completely agree with this. At some point, we said, "To hell with this shit." Seriously, to hell with this shit. Yeah, it is. And, you know, some might ask you. Some might ask you, "Oh, how is the Keith a Jet fan and a Met fan?" What? Listen, the Mets try to be good. Yeah. The Mets. Put out a plan to rebuild and put the young players in place. And they got into worse. Yeah, they didn't win. And it breaks my heart to bring it up. But they try. If you tell me you try, I can accept that. Yo, the Jets are a laughing stock. But a year ago, they were 10 wins. And a lot of people were saying, hey, if they could get in, they could make some noise. They try. It wasn't too long ago. They were in two AFC championship games. And before that, they were in a few, few years back behind that. So let's not sit here and just sit here and accept what all New York teams are because some of them try to win. Not all of them are the Yankees, not all of them are the Giants, but some of them exude the the profile of, of what it is to try and compete. Listen, the Knicks are nothing like that. Absolutely. I said, I said it from the jump when Joaquim Noah got signed, when Derrick Rose got signed. 72 million for Joe Kim Noah. I said. 72 million. I said just because you pour syrup on shit, don't make it pancakes. Let me tell you something, man. It's bad. It's bad. They signed those guys based off name value. They made those trades based off name value just to keep players, I mean, keep fans in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. But you know what? And they accept it. Once again. I don't know why. Once again. Thank you, Keith. You brought in the go. You're gold. welcome, man. You're brought welcome, in the go. Man. We gotta come up with a name against for this segment, man. Oh, fuck this segment. Nobody's gonna shit anyway. <laughs> Later. When we come back, Turbuckle Tabloid, the Keith stopped in the building once again. We're gonna bring him in more and more. We're gradually bringing a man in. The guy brings us nothing epic. You love him or hate him. The man is gold. We're gonna talk carry. about your 24, personal life soon. Let's 20, not forget about 24, that. Oh, shit. The music about to hit. All right. We gotta go. We'll come back in a Little minute. Check bitch. this out later. Have a good weekend. This is Mets fan Matt, and you're watching the regular season sportcast. You're one handsome guy. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Que tú no quieras 
Alright everybody Once again The episode Is sponsored by PapitoMusic.com This new album Papito Mi pasión You into reggaeton You into Spanish stuff You into shaking your ass uh, Like I said earlier Chicks dig it Get with it Especially Spanish women If you guys are out there Looking for a Spanish woman This is exactly This is the vibe that they want They like listening to stuff like this This is the shit that they they bounce to When you go to, to a little lounge or a club They like grinding ass on this So you might want to invest in this. This might be something you want to have in a house just in case, you know, especially if you're black or white and you want that Spanish woman. This will probably be the one that impresses them. PapitoMusic.com. You get that album there. Mi Pasión. Check him out. Check him out on social media as well. All things Papito Music. Check him out. Instagram, Facebook, everything Papito Music. Also, be sure to check out House of Glory this Saturday, February the 18th at the New York City Arena. House of Glory presents it's a new event. They have tons, tons, tons of talent out there. And we're going to have even more because this upcoming Saturday, House of Glory brings to you an event like no other. It's a battle of wits, battle of glamour, glamour of whatever it is that wrestlers do. They wear silly gimmicky outfits and then get into the ring and dress up and wet their hair and hit each other over the head with chairs and turnbuckle stuff. So check out House of Glories. Come, glory comes with pride. Or with glory comes pride. Yeah, that's what it is. House of Glory with glory comes pride. On bill to be there is El Patron himself, Alberto Patron, as well as Evan Bourne and more surprises. So be sure you check out House of Glory New York City Arena. Tickets still available at houseofglorywrestling.com. Make sure you check out, check them out there. Excuse me, houseofglory.net. You can get their tickets there as well as check out their Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. HOG Wrestling, House of Glory Wrestling. Look for them. It's their upcoming event. Don't miss it. It's lit. New York City. All right. So we ran a little bit over with the Keith, which is cool because at least it was tons of content to discuss, but Quickly, when we go to Turnbuckle Tabloid, I just got quick notes before I hit the clock on myself. Uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to the Rock and Roll Express. They are now getting into the WWE's Hall of Fame. By God, by God, it's about time. Just a quick story. When I was a kid, I remember watching, uh, there was a channel on uh, in New York City. It was like a U68. And on that channel, it was a, it was a UF, UHF channel. And on those channels, it had, um, every, every day at seven o'clock, they would have wrestling. It would be AWA, NWA, WCW. And they alternated through the days. And one of the things that I noticed more was tag teams when it came from that. It wasn't just, you know, WWF at the time had tag team stuff, but it wasn't like what it is when it came to those promotions like NWA. They put, a lot of importance in tag teams and the, 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 the big rivalry that I remember paying attention to at that age and time was the rock and roll express versus the midnight express. And I, it, they just captivated me. These guys were, they, you know, they were, they were Southern boys, but they, they, they still had a swag to them. And, you know, the one thing that even to this day that people 
noticed about them is I, to me, was always their drop kicks. Those, those, those dudes were always on point. Uh, Ricky and Robert were like two guys that I, I saw and I said, that's what a tag team should be. You know, those, 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 those are questions. Then you see some of the same effects, you know, kind of, uh, shimmy off and shine onto future tag teams like the Rockers and stuff. So, you know, you can tell that the Rock and Roll Express were an influential tag team. So congratulations to them. Also, quick news is that it seems as though that Eve, Eva Marie might be out the door. It seems as though that she's be- begun to slowly disassociate herself with WWE. It looks like she's taking off any, anything that is in connection with the, with the company. She's uh, removed her, the, the WWE monikers from her Instagram and her Twitter accounts or social media. So it looks like she will be going her separate ways. Also, Elimination coming up this Sunday. Elimination Chamber coming up this Sunday. Make sure you check it out on the WWE Network for $9.99. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Terry Funk said you can get it for $9.99. I'll be watching it here at the Double Cross Ranch. Yeah. So make sure you check it out. I heard rumors rumors are saying that they're changing the look of the Elimination Chamber. That'll be something to see. Kind of excited about it. Elimination Chamber is actually really cool concept but I've, I've always liked it just hoping that uh who and I, I don't even want to make predictions for it right now it's just one of those things that i just hope i just hope it doesn't suck that's all i care about i just hope it ain't bad all right about to hit the clock of myself gotta 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 go gotta go gotta try to see if i could get this under two hours so as i speak here we go as for raw <coughs> kicking off raw gotta say that uh, Looks like the uh, the authority is going to be making a comeback slowly but surely. Mick look like he Mick looks like he's going to be out the door. I understand that because I think they probably just had like a <coughs> a small contract with him for uh, television and on air appearances. So this could be his swan song out because he could feel the tension between himself and Stephanie. Yeah, like who didn't see that shit coming, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, really, like who did see it, right? 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 Okay. Um, I don't know. I I don't think it's necessary, but you could always pull somebody in there for that. I guess I don't know. I, it, 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 you just hope that it's not Triple H again. For my for my sake, let him let him keep doing what he's doing back at NXT or whatever. He doesn't need all that. Also, I will believe that. Um, Somebody is gonna come make a make a return in a general manager spot other than Triple H. I think it's somebody that you might not see before. And hopefully it's gonna be an improvement to what Raw has become. Reigns versus Joe. I guess this is something that they thought people wanted to see early on. I particularly didn't. I particularly didn't care for it, but I guess that's the buildup. By the way, didn't you love the Samoa Joe main event mafia look? I did. I was. It's like that's right. Somebody didn't go to men's warehouse. That was specific right there. They 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 tailored to his needs. And it seems like all the guys that come out of uh like under the uh Triple H NXT camp seems as though that that's they they fit them for a suit early on. <coughs> Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Samoa Joe. 
no, excuse me, not Roman Reigns. That was uh Seth Rollins. Sorry, Seth Rollins, Roman, uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe. They are in the camp of um, we we tailor for your needs. Uh, Goldberg versus Kevin Owens. Ah, it's already getting set for <laughs> Raw's next pay per view, and I swear to you, I could care less. They know I. It, they're gonna give the belt to Goldberg. They are. It's 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 inevitable. They're giving him the belt. But some may say that there's a swerve that's going to occur to where either Jericho interferes or Brock interferes and Kevin Owens retains. What I want to see for Mania would be better for the card would be Owens versus Owens versus Jericho. But to me, they, it looks like the cards are lining up for Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar and no one cares. No one cares. Who really? No, it's, 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 it's just dumb to me. I don't know. It's just it's cringeworthy. It's horrible. Also, it's just uh, it's 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 one of those things that now for the tag team title run, I think we need to start putting more tag teams in in place in Raw because it, it looks like SmackDown has the 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 the, 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 the just the roster jam packed with tag teams, which is not a which is, I love it. That's fine for me, but. Raw needs to step their game up. They have the three-hour window in which they can entertain the tag team division so they can actually help that better. <laughs> I'm just hoping that um we don't see the same rotisserie of the you know, tag teams that they have. They have the New Day, uh Cesaro and Sheamus, and they, they need to they need they really need to put more on that on that roster. New Day ice cream. Ah, do something that CM Punk do, couldn't do. Get the ice cream bars back out. I can I can foretelling that that's going to happen. A new day's new ice cream coming soon. I I think the WWE <coughs> and Raw dropped the belt. Well, dropped the ball when they should have dropped the belt to Sami Zayn. I think that would have been a good moment to have that happen. It wouldn't have hurt it. Sami with the strap actually would put some legitimacy to that belt, especially now with the whole you know the whole thing with the Muslim, you know, situations that's going on in our country and such. It's just, it's just one of those things that it, it, it signifies something. If you could have put the belt on Sammy, it's a good symbol for him and for our country to progress forward, not backwards. Just to make a little statement for that there. Uh, Tony Nice is coming into his. Or the guy has the look, has the has the, the physique, has the move set, has the skill. He needs to get the belt soon. And plus, you know, we've always been a fan of him being at House of Glory and stuff. He's, he, he's always been a good dude and has always been a constant professional when we saw him. So he's a guy that needs, he, he can help push that belt over as well. <laughs> oh, it's tough Saturday mornings getting the show done and <clears throat> I haven't had my morning OJ. So, um, fuck Emelina. That's all I got to say about that. That, 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 that thing is, that just, I can't, I, I can't anymore. That thing is just god awful. It's, it's it's ridiculous. I can't. Why do we even care anymore? <gasps> like it's really just, it's no need for it. Emelina, it, when she does show up, it's gonna be like Eva Marie now. It's gonna come in and then she's just gonna show off and party and then, you know, show the goods and then go back to the gorilla position. Like it's 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 worthless. I don't know. It's, uh, I, don't, I don't really care. 
And uh, by the way, has anybody noticed the spray tan on Samoa Joe lately? Eh? 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 It's um, it looked kind of sad seeing Roman Reigns in the ring with um Samoa Joe. Uh, to me, I I don't think he could hold his own. It, it was it was very troublesome to see him in there. It's like he was struggling. It's like he was fighting a fish in there, and and he couldn't get a hold of it. It was just weird. He just looked awful. And on SmackDown, I'm hoping for a Daniel Bryan return. I hope that's going to be a big thing for WrestleMania. It looks like it's coming that way. They've been teasing that there's something that's going to happen at WrestleMania that fans are going to love. So I'm hoping that Daniel Bryan makes his return against The Miz. That looks like something that's great to to, to stack the card with. Great Fatal 4-Way match with uh, Ambrose Styles, uh, The Miz, and Aaron Corbin. For a guy like Baron Corbin, who people gave a lot of crap to, the kid is actually coming into his own and is fitting very, very well. And by the way, let's get rid of the Miz hate. It's enough. The Miz is a spot-on performer. The guy is legitimate, legitimate, legitimate when it comes to his 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 whole persona and his ring set. It's, it's top-notch, man. You can you can't knock it. Luke Harper's promo is actually really telling, really forthcoming. I I. I see if they keep him as this dark image, don't change his gimmick. Leave him the way it is. Let him be the monster, the, the, you know, the monster that he is. And hell, if Eric Rowan comes back with him, he helps to build that tag team and such. But, cause if you want to leave Bray to stand alone, I don't know if that works. Hopefully it's one of those things that the stray comes back home. If that's the phrase you want to use. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see Luke losing any star factor if he goes singles but if he does get eric rowan back it helps rowan it helps rowan doesn't help harper harper's doing good already <laughs> natalia and nikki's uh interview yikes that was kind of cringeworthy wasn't it Yeesh. natalia for as much as you want to you know as much as we can say that she's trying she's really trying her best to, to be the heel in this thing and yikers it, it, it's almost balancing on douchery you get douche chills seeing these things now heel ziggler is working but get him into better matchups get him into better uh bookings because you're he's fighting guys that people really don't care about and they want to see him beat the crap out of them with a chair he doesn't really he doesn't really go over get him some top faces to knock out and then you can see what the heel ziggler will be uh damn mickey james wow we saw you. We, we we saw you in person. You were looking fabulous, but damn girl, Kufa. That's right. Woo. Damn girl. How did you when I had the chance? Woo. Yeah, and cut the theme music. I get her a new one. And um, finally for that main event, there was no need for Cena to go over. You could have had Orton go over to actually push the. It pushed the it, it pushed the envelope a little bit more to make him seem vulnerable. I'm just saying, I, it, it, he could, or it could have cleanly won over Cena that night. I, I'm, I, it's just one of those things that it, there's no need to have Cena go over on SmackDown. It teases more if he would have just, if he would have just won. I, I'm, I, that's just my thing. And quickly going to NXT, I'm loving the whole sanity, the sanity takeover. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. I was waiting for something like this. Why do I have a thing for Nikki Cross? Ooh, Nikki Cross. That's the Nikki I don't. Uh, that's the Nikki I want. I don't want Nikki Bella. The, I want Nikki Cross. That's 
that's the little homie right there. I like him, little feral and crazy. Don't we all? Yeah, the sanity thing is really, it's, it's working very, very well. Uh, the, the, the pushing of the, the new talent coming up. This author's a pain shit. It's god awful. I can't. It's just, it just, uh, it's just, it's, it turns my stomach. I'm hoping somebody knocks, not, I, it's, it's, I can't. They're just a fake shield. And, you know, it's good to see that Paul Ellering is the guy that, that they, they have in their corner, but, they're terrible, man. It's just, uh, they, they look like a no self type of team. Like they just, it just, it, 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 it turns my stomach, seriously. And in any case, other than that, NXT is just what it is for the moment. It's out of, it's out of hope. We waited to see what's going to be in the lineups in the alignment with who's going to be facing Bobby Roode. Uh, Nakamura still, is still working at injury angle and I'm hoping to see Austin Aries make a return real soon. 205 Live is getting so much better uh, with Neville being there as well as they bringing in more and more talent on there. I think that the the division itself should be spread across all promotions, all of the the um, the shows. It's just one of those things that they, if you sprinkle them here, like Salt Bay, it it it, it helps everyone. And um, I guess that will be it right is it let me just do a quick check uh yeah that's it yeah so that'll wrap up turnbuckle tabloid once again thank you guys for listening to this episode make sure you check us out on all social media outlets on facebook enjoy the group and a like page as well as on twitter at regular season sports be sure you check us out on uh twitter as well at rwj santi check out the youtube page more to come there as well Check us out there. It is going to be phenomenal. You guys can't miss it. Yeah, had a, had a great show, man. Thanks for the keep stopping by. We're going to be doing, like I said, more and more segments with him. I, I, I think, like, I, I've been wanting to do a lot of extra stuff with co-hosting and bring more in. And I got to bring in Josie's boy. Talk NBA. All-Star break is coming soon. Maybe we could get Uncle Fred to sit in as well. You know, he's going to be lit. You already know that. Uncle Fred, when he come in, he is lit. He's like, yo. We're going to turn it up. We're going to get some heady. It's going to be popping up, man. Make sure you guys check us out when that occurs, too, because we want to talk NBA. Uh, and all other stuff, make sure you check out RageWorks.net for all things connected with Geekdom. RageWorks.net has everything. Fill up your palette with all things geeky. Comic books, TV shows, movies, video games, us, all podcasts. Call me when it's over. Uh, my take radio, the variant issue, all things relevant in the world of geekdom. So be sure you check us out, man. That's, it's, it's, it's lit, man. It's lit. So as I close out, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everyone. I'm the king of talk style and, um, catch you guys on a rebound. Squash regular season sportscast. <laughs>